Welcome to Digging Deep with Pastor Yemi and Pastor Dayo Ogunsaya. On today's series, we'll be teaching from the book of Romans. Are you ready to go deeper into God's word? Join us weekly as we go into the book of Romans, chapter by chapter. Now here we go, digging deep into Romans. Father, we worship you. Thank you for the breath of life. It's your breath in our lungs. Thank you, Thank you for Lord. keeping us for another week. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the snow. Thank you for the weather. Uh, thank you for our families. Thank, thank you for Jesus. provisions. We are just blessed. We are just grateful. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your abiding presence 24-7. Holy Spirit, you are our teacher. We turn to you this evening that you will speak in us and speak through us and minister to your people. Amen. Let there be revelation. Yes, Lord. Let there be impartation. Amen. Practical Christian application. Amen. Help us, O oh Lord. Amen. So that we precisely and concisely bring forth the word of life. Yes, Lord. Let your people be blessed. Amen. Let your name be exalted. Amen. In Jesus' marvelous name, we are prayed with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. All right, now, I am already fired up uh, thinking about uh, the direction God is taking us for the past two weeks in regard to this book. Uh, so let me bring you up to date on what we have done so far. Uh, we have given, we dealt with the background of the book. You know, we always like you to have some background information. Uh, uh, Paul didn't just sit at home and wrote this. Mm. Uh -huh. There were events. Uh, one of the events was that uh, this letter was written during his third missionary journey. Mm -hmm. It was at Corinth. And uh, Paul never met, as at this time, he never met the brethren in Rome. Um, the letter was carried by another servant that were uh, uh, associates with Paul, Phoebe, mm. a lady. So God, can, God has been using women and is, uh, is still using them. Uh, Phoebe took the letter. It was written around A.D. 57 to 58. You, you know what A.D. means? In the year of the Lord. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, this was about 25 to 30 years after the death of Jesus Christ that this letter was uh, sent to Rome, this epistle. Um, what... Um, they, they, we, what one of the things we mentioned for us to be able to understand this extensive letter from Paul. Hmm. This was his most detailed uh, letter hmm. to, out of all the 13 epistles he wrote. Romans stood out in his class of his own. It explained a lot of things about Christianity. Hmm. Uh, now, I believe it's the reference work to the other epistles. Uh, because we have studied Colossians, we have studied Philippians, you can see that he extracted from Rome. Rome is his most detailed and extensive work on the gospel of Christ. Uh, now, uh, the gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, is they, they contain the words and the works of the Lord. Uh, things he said, things he did, but the, uh, the book of Romans, uh, explore the uh, reason for his sacrificial uh, death. Mm. It was in R Romans that we can begin to see 
What happened? Why he had to die? What happened when he died? What happened after he rose up? Mm. So it's, it's, it's like uh, uh, an explanation mm. to the things Jesus did. And uh, I believe that was the major reason why God singled out Paul with this assignment, to explain the gospel of grace mm. to us. So, so in essence, sorry, mm. before you keep mm. going, because I was trying to mm. reason with you, mm. the gospel talk about what Jesus did. Yes. And the epistle or in Romans talk about why, why? Jesus the did why. what he did. Because, you know, you know, the book of John ended with John and Peter now coming to realize, oh, they now believe. When they saw that they saw the, the clothes they used to wrap him when they went to the tomb and Jesus already, they didn't know. They, didn't, they were surprised that he would allow himself to be killed. Even Judas, that was the major reason he committed suicide because they didn't know that Jesus would be killed. He was telling them, but they never believed it. Mm -hmm. uh, so, but it, they didn't know why he had to die. But Jesus called Paul, explained those things mm -hmm. and to him uh, after the Damascus uh, experience. And Paul began to explain the why. And it is through this, especially the book of Romans, that we understand the issue of sin, mm -hmm. the issue of righteousness, the glory of God, the grace of God. The law. The, the law. The purpose of the law. What Christ did with the law. Mm -hmm. This is an amazing book. That it will, it will do well if you stay with us during the course of looking at it. We are going slow because it's very foundational to our belief as Christians. Uh, if we don't know what is here, then we can't be strong Christians. Uh, I was just thinking why, you know, why he had to pick Paul yeah. to do that assignment. Because I know that when Judas discarded, you know, did what he did, they, they picked Matthias, Matthias yeah. but I don't think I ever heard of him again <laughs> after, after he was picked. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I'm thinking that when you are inside an event, mm -hmm. you may see the spectacular things that are happening, but it would take somebody that's looking from outside, outside to be to, able to know why yeah. that event, to be able to have. So yeah. if you are inside something, I mean, it's good to put yourself inside the miracles, inside the words and all that. But it's better to step out yeah. and see and see, okay, why? This is why. Because Paul had that. I think he had a number of years that he was away, yeah. that he had to, he was getting the revelation. The apostles didn't have that. Nah. They didn't have that opportunity. Nah. Jesus' life was packed into three and a half years, yeah. and it was full of events. Yeah. Because John said if everything that Jesus did yeah, was, was written, written down, down. there are volumes and volumes. There yeah. will be volumes. So they yeah. didn't have time yeah. to know the why. They were asking some questions, yeah. but they were so packed with the yeah. events. Yeah. But Paul was stepped out. Yeah. He, he was picked. He had to step out. He was in solitude, mm. so to say, yeah. that he was able to. And he mentioned that. it. He said the, the gospel and preaching is not taught by, I didn't, by no, man. no man taught. He said by, they were by the revelation mm -hmm. from, and, Christ, from himself. Christ himself. Yes, sir. That means uh, we know that in Arabia it was for three years, mm -hmm. then he went away mm -hmm. again. He, he had, like you said, he has to be in solitude. Yes. And Paul was grounded in the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. He was a scholar. Mm -hmm. So, but it took uh, somebody that have an understanding of the Old Testament to be able to explain see the light, why did 
the things in the Old Testament, uh, Jesus, why the law was fulfilled, uh, why we don't need the law anymore. Like you said, many times when we get involved in the middle of things, we don't have time to reflect. Yes, yes, yes. Paul was outside. He never met Jesus in yes, person. Yes, yes. So he could reflect looking at the whole thing from the perspective of the Old Testament to the revelations of Jesus, and he could merge those things together. And that was why Brother Paul, uh, Brother Peter himself wrote in his own epistle uh, that the things Brother Paul was preaching and teaching, they, they were hard, <laughs> but they are gospel. Yes, sir. Because he could now recall, oh, yeah, the master told us this. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, it's like, oh, my, this is what it means. Mm. He said they are hard for people that live with Jesus, eat with Jesus. Because it was short. Yeah. Three and, a, and, and they were busy every day. Three and a half years. Yeah. He had to do so many yeah. things. Yeah. yeah. So thank God for yeah. for Paul. Yeah. And I believe that's the major reason why God has also commissioned us to take these books, mm. these epistles, and go over them on this here way slowly. Mm -hmm. So that, yeah, you come to church, then Wednesday you are back. But do we really have time to reflect? Mm -hmm. Look at what the revelation, consider each and internalize them. You said something when you were, I know we're we not following this anymore, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you said something when you were talking about Paul and it kind of, you know, brought, my, brought something to my mind. You said Paul was picked. He was very good in the law. He was a scholar. You know, he had all this information and all this mm -hmm. education. And it just came to my mind that, you know, no matter what your experience, mm -hmm. No matter where you have been, yeah. no matter what you have learned, God can use you. Yes. It's for yes. a purpose. Yes. The purpose yes. of Paul, despite all his excesses, yeah. and despite all that he was doing around, his purpose was to get this yeah. revelation yeah. and teach us yeah. about it. Yeah. Because the apostles could not get they the revelation. Not. They were too, they were too uh, limited in their view. Yes. All they know yes. is the physical Jesus. The things he was opening blind eyes. They couldn't see the in, in, they couldn't, they, it's not that they couldn't say they were not open. The Holy Spirit couldn't bring something new to them. Mm -hmm. they, you know, because most of the Jews, are, Paul too must have, if you, if you, by the time we get to chapter 11, we will see that Paul too, as a Jew, even though he uh, was also a Roman, a Roman citizen, because he was born in Antioch. And if you are born in under any Roman province, you are automatically a, a Roman citizen. So, and I believe that's one of the major reasons God allowed him to be born outside Jerusalem. I, I, you know, I remember... So he can travel. So, so th yes, and he could, you know, because of the Roman citizenship, yeah. Yeah. he would be able to also minister to the so, Gentiles yes. in Rome. Yes, You know, I was talking to a woman not a long time ago, you know, talking to me about being abused, you know, being a woman that went through abuse and all that. So I was telling her, I said, you know, the reason that you went through that was that you should always find a purpose from your pain. That your pain must always bring a purpose out. I was telling her that the reason you probably went through all that abuse is so that you can help other women that are in abusive relationships. I've never been through abuse. There is no way I can put myself in it as much as you can put yourself. And uh, that thought just came to my mind as you were talking about Paul. That the reason Paul had to go through the education, had to be born in Rome, had to do all that he did, 
was so that he would be the best person mm -hmm. to carry this message yeah. across. Yeah. And if there is anyone out there, you are going through something, mm -hmm. you know, you, 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 you've been beaten, you've been bruised, mm -hmm. you've been cursed, you, the pop, there must be a purpose for yeah. it. God would always bring a purpose yeah. for it. What we need to do, just like Paul did, was to get into solitude, yeah. our own solitude, yeah. and see what God is using, what God, what, what does they want you, what are you made to do, uh, they, which is very, very, very important. You know, they, they, and we saw it when Peter visited Paul uh, and the brethren, uh, a typical Jew. Uh, the Jews were from Israel considered as one of the most defiant race of people because they lived their life based on the Torah and the prophets, a whole nation. Anything that is outside those books, they don't, they don't mingle with other people. They don't they have, they have nothing to do with Samaritans. They don't, they are just by themselves. Uh, so it, it was that, and that, you know, they even questioned Peter for going to Cornelius. Yes. They called a general meeting for that. Mm -hmm. So how can now, how can Jesus now use one of them to go and talk to the Gentiles? Mm -hmm. But the plan of God from the beginning mm -hmm. That he told Abraham, said, through your seed, mm -hmm. talking about Jesus, the whole world will be blessed. Yes, sir. That what Jesus was bringing will go beyond the confines of the Jewish nation. And that the gospel has to go. That means somebody, some people have to be able to relate with Gentiles. And you can't really talk to people when you are criticizing them. Or when you already call them dogs and... and uh, a second class citizen. Mm -hmm. uh, Paul was able to bridge that gap. Yes. He grew up as a Roman citizen, even though he had Jewish education. He was grounded under one of the most uh, respected tutor, Gamaliel. Uh, he knew he was if he was zealous. And he understood the way the Gentiles yes. thought as That's, well. He could relate with them. Yes, he could reason with them. You know, there was this school of you know. In, during that time, Bible history told us that. Uh, philosophers, mm. uh, they, 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 the Greek, uh, uh, they just meet and talk about new ideas. Mm, efficient. Yeah. And for years, <laughs> Paul will be there with them, bringing the gospel. Yes, yes, yes. Teaching them about Christ. Remember, he got to a place that they even named it the, temple of, the temple of, of the unknown, unknown God. God. And then he had to turn yeah. it around yeah. for them that that's, this unknown that, God. That's who he's talking about. Amen. He's, he's, he, was, he, he was prepared for that purpose. It was prepared. God, God, uh, you know, I, I, and, that, and that speaks volume. See, the things, like Pastor said, the things, where you have been, what God has allowed you to, the experience he has allowed you to gather is not an accident. Yes, yes, yes. There are people that you have been sent to, mm -hmm. that you can understand what they are going through or what they have gone through. You can speak their language and they can listen to you. Mm -hmm. You see, each one of us, our voice is connected to other people's life, yes, destiny. Yes, yes. No, Peter wouldn't take the gospel to Rome. He was a perfect Jew. If he takes it to Corinth, how is, <laughs> he was a perfect Jew. He was he already separated from them. It was, there was even a time that he was so embarrassed yeah. that he, ha, he started changing his, yeah. Yeah. you know, he started stop, yeah. stop eating with, yeah. the, with yeah. the Gentiles yeah. because he was so much into it yeah. that when other people saw him, he, had, he went back to, okay, we can't really do this yeah. until, I think it was Paul that Paul, called him yeah, out. Yeah, call him out openly <laughs> that, no, this is hypocrisy. 
you don't even follow the law. Now, because some people came from James, now you, mm -hmm. you, you felt embarrassed. You now, yes. no, 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 no. And he said, no, this gospel we are preaching is by grace. Mm. We don't follow the ritual washing of hand and all those recitation you have to do before you eat. Oh. So Peter could not. He could couldn't not, do it. I, and he said it too. I think it yeah. was Paul that said, he said, Peter was called to the Jews. Yeah. And he was called well, to, the, to Gentiles. the Gentiles. See, God is, an, he uses the right peg in the right to hole. So you are a peg for a hole somewhere. You just need to discover what's your assignment. Yes, yes. And yes. like Brother Copeland said, once you discover your assignment, get the job done. Mm, mm. If you are not sent, you know, the major problem Paul had was because of his nationalistic perspective mm. view. He mm. loved the Jews. Mm. Uh, he just wanted the Jews to understand yeah, and to receive the gospel. And the greatest problem what eventually led to his death was the Jews. Yes, yes. The Gentiles always receive him. Mm. Those are the people that he was sent to. But he just couldn't leave the Jews alone. Mm. And the Jews created a problem for him. Yes. Uh, go where God has sent you to go. Do the things he called you to do. Because he was a prince among the Gentiles, mm. but he was a prisoner among the Jews. Mm. Mm. <laughs> because it's, but Peter was celebrated among the Jews. Yes. So, God is a good God. You are made and fashioned for a purpose. Mm -hmm. Discover the purpose. We must find it. Find it. And let's get into the word. Amen. So, All right. <laughs> I, I believe we, we've done a lot. You know, we know who wrote. We know. So, last week we spoke about uh, the first. Yeah, you go ahead and talk to us about what we are doing today. Today we would be reading chap uh, the, chap the first chapter verses 1 to 18, uh, uh, to 15, verses 1 to 15, but we will be discussing 8 to 15. Last week we spoke from 1 to 15, hopefully you remember, but if you don't, we don't want to spend the, the time going back, but it's the, the, you know, this broadcast is on YouTube, is on our Spotify page, so go, go and uh, review from there, but I will read verses 1 to 15 from the Passion Translation. Paul, a loving and loyal servant of the anointed one. I, Paul, <laughs> a loving and loyal servant of the anointed one, Jesus. He called me to be his apostle and set me apart with a mission to reveal God's wonderful gospel. I write to all his beloved chosen ones in Rome, for you are also called as holy ones. May his joyous grace and total well-being flowing from our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ rests upon you. My commission is to preach the good news, yet it is not entirely new, but the fulfillment of the hope promised to us through his prophets in the sacred scriptures. For the gospel is all about God's son. As a man, he descended from David's royal lineage, but as the mighty son of God, he was raised from the dead and miraculously set apart with a display of triumphant power supplied by the spirit of holiness. And now Jesus is our Lord and our Messiah. Through him, through him, grace cascaded into us, empowering us with the gift of apostleship so that we can win people from every nation into the obedience that comes from faith to bring honor to his name. And you are among the chosen ones. 
who are called to belong to Jesus, the anointed one. I give thanks to God for all of you because the testimony of your faith is spreading throughout the world. And God knows that I pray for you continually and at all times, for I serve and worship him with my spirit in the gospel of his son. My desire and constant prayer is that I will succeed in coming to you according to the plan and timing of God. I yearn to come and be face to face with you and get to know you. For I long to impart to you some spiritual gifts that will empower you to stand strong in your faith. Now, this means that when we come together and when we are side by side, something wonderful will be released. We can expect to be co-encouraged and co-comforted by each other's faith. So my dear brothers and sisters, please don't interpret my failure to visit you as indifference because many times I've intended to come but I've not been released to do so up to now. For I long to enjoy a harvest of spiritual fruit among you like I have experienced among the nations. Love obligates me to preach to everyone, to those who are among the elites and those who are among the outcasts, to those who are wise and educated, as well as those who are foolish and unlearned. That is why I am so excited about coming to preach the wonderful message of Jesus to you in Rome. Amen. Amen. What an amazing passage of the Bible. Mm. Now, Every verse from verse 8 to verse 15, uh, we can stay there for the next one year. <laughs> now, because there is something mentioned in every verse that we see in the other books of the Bible to better have a grasp on what Paul was talking about. Let's look at verse, that, verse 8. Uh, in the, in, he said, I give thanks to God for all of you. Why? Because the testimony of your faith. So the key word there is faith. Hmm. Verse 8, the key word Paul was talking about the Roman Christian is their faith. So the question is, what is faith? How does it work? He said their faith is working. The, the New King James said, your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. Hmm. For people to talk about their faith, that means their faith is getting results. So, ah, uh, it's a working faith, not a dead faith. Uh, and, uh, uh, and we know what James, the half-brother of Jesus said, he said, faith without work is dead. So their faith has a component of work. It's accomplishing things. Uh, so they got it right. The Romans got it right. So, but the question is, we just don't want to just run off with that. What is faith? Ro Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Uh, give us the biblical definition of faith. And it simply says in the New King James Version, faith is the substance, the substance, not a substance. Mm -hmm. Faith is the substance or the reality of the things we hope for. Mm -hmm. It is the evidence or the proof or the existence of the things we cannot see. So faith is a substance, faith is tangible, and faith is what? Faith is evidence mm. of something that we cannot see physically. But for the Romans, Paul was commending their faith. That, yeah, and we know Paul was a faith preacher. Mm. 
And uh, Peter too caught up to it. He said, to those who have received like precious faith. And the Bible made it clear. These people now, because you may be saying, oh, I don't have their kind of faith. No, there is one faith. There is one faith. And I'm not talking of, you know, when you fill some forms. They say, what faith are you? And that's not what we are talking about here. Uh, we are not talking of your denomination. Or we are talking about this confidence in God. This taking God's word on account of his integrity and acting on them. That's what faith is. So faith is, uh, and we know verse 6, Hebrews eleven six 6, said without faith, it is impossible to please God. Why? Because God is a faith God. God has chosen the method of faith to deal with mankind. Right from the book of Genesis. That he just wants us to believe what he has said and act on what he has said. Because it is him. So faith is very important. Uh, many times, people mistake hope for faith. And it's very important. We, know, we need to know that hope is very important. But hope is not faith. Faith is not hope. Faith is what transforms hope to reality. But faith without hope, without hope, faith has nothing to work on. That's what Hebrews 11 was telling us. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The, word, the promises of God gives us hope. We, we get hope from seeing the promises of God. But we now take those and release our faith in them through meditation and confession, all those principles that we learn. And then our faith takes them from hope to reality. Take, for example, by the stripes of Jesus, the Bible said, I have been healed. I see that it generates hope in me. Oh, yeah, that means healing is already accomplished. But how do I make it reality? That's where my faith goes into work. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We, the faith we are talking about is not natural faith. It's Bible faith. Faith in God. You can have faith in anything. If you take the word of that thing. You can have faith in the weather report. You can have faith in the devil. You can have faith in CP24 report, in CNN. But we are talking about Bible faith. Faith in God. Faith that God will do what he promised. But you need to know what he promised. And you need to do something with what God promised to make it a reality in your life. That's what Paul was commending the Romans for. That they have had the word of God. They have believed the word of God. They have acted on the word of God. And they are getting the result that God promised they would get. And it's been talked about all over the world. And one major thing was that Paul has never been there as at this time. So uh, this faith will work for anybody, anywhere, anytime. Faith is a law. And a law works in any part of the world. Just like the law of gravity. Whether you are in China, you are in uh, Togo, you are in Canada, the law of gravity works. The same everywhere, every day, every time, every, every, uh, every occasion. So faith works to anywhere we are. So it's not because I'm in Canada. That's why I succeed. No. If you know the principles of faith, they put you in, in the Sahara Desert, you will succeed there. It's the same. It's a law. It works anywhere. Indiscriminately. So 
the Romans got it right, and, but remember, the faith we are talking about has to do with the word of God. You need to know what God has done, what God has provided, and receive it and internalize it, appropriate it, meditate on it, speak it out, so that it becomes a reality in your own life. That's what the Romans have done. I, I know you were thinking about that. <laughs> What's the question? Amen. I was just thinking about the, 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 the living faith. Yeah. Because it says here that it is being spreading throughout the world. And mm. I know that it's only something that is living that people yeah. will start talking yeah. about. Yeah. Something that is dead, nobody cares yeah. anymore. Yeah. They will talk about it for a minute, but after that... They but if, yeah. So the, the reason that his, this faith is being commended or being, uh, uh, being talked about throughout the world is because the faith is a living one. Mm. It's not a faith that is dead and not useful. It's, it's, and what is another word for, another, um, another explanation for faith is having trust and confidence in the power of God, yeah. right? So the confidence that these Romans have in the power of God is what, and the wisdom of God yeah. and all the attributes of God is what is propelling them. Confidence is very important when we're talking about faith. Trust and confidence. It's like a little child, you know, expecting his daddy to come home. His daddy already told him, like you said, hoping from the, from call from work and say, when I'm coming home, I'm going to get you McDonald's. Uh -huh, uh -huh. So son already know that because daddy said so, yeah, McDonald's, dad, is, McDonald's on is coming. Yeah. So son stays at home. He is waiting. It's nine o'clock. Mommy says, go sleep. Son says, no, I'm not sleeping because daddy is coming McDonald's. with McDonald's. Uh -huh. That is the working of yeah. the faith. Yeah. When we, when, when you're talking about us uh, 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 taking the faith and working at it, mm. so confessing it, yeah. not sleeping, that boy not sleeping, because if he went it to sleep, expectation. expectation. If he went to sleep, that means he had given up yeah. on that McDonald's. So faith keeps us, the, the work that that boy is doing is to stand, is to say, no, I'm not going to sleep. I'm expecting yeah. McDonald's to yeah. come. I'm doing what I'm doing. Even if I'm dozing, I'm falling asleep, I'm getting up. Mommy, is daddy here yet? Is daddy here yeah. yet? I'm standing up. You can imagine that little boy getting up from his chair, getting and walking to the door. Is daddy here? That is faith. Yeah. That is how we exercise faith. Mm. We anticipate the answer. We expect the answer because we trust we have confidence yeah. in the Father that has made the promise. Yeah. And that's very, very important. You know, uh, the literature, you know, Jesus said, he that does not receive the kingdom, the things of the kingdom of God like a little child, uh, is not really participating in it. We have to trust God that every promise that he made and the spiritual facts that Jesus has accomplished they are God's integrity is backing them up. So we don't doubt if God said, give and it shall be given to you. I, so if I'm, the moment I see that, I begin to act on that. I Why? have confidence. Confidence that he said, give and it will be given to me. It has to be given to me. I don't care so how it will come. I release my come. expectation. Yes, like sir. you said, I begin to envisage the harvest. Yes, yes, yes. Because what, what is the proof that it will be given? God, God said, it, that's all I need. Yes. 
Oh, who will give to you? He knows what to do. I don't care about the how. Yeah. How he's going to do it. He's in fact, in any area, whatever God says, don't care about how he's going yeah. to do it. Just care about what you need to do to yeah. get it. Yeah. What do I need? Give and it shall be given to me. I'm giving. That yeah. is my responsibility. Yeah. I don't care who is going to use. He can use the prime minister. He can use a beggar along the street. It doesn't matter. Now, the how. The little child that you, the analogy that you gave, it's, it's a typical uh, example. Now, the little boy didn't go check his father's account. Ah. Does this man that promised me McDonald's, does he even have money? Has he been paid? Does he have... Has, he he, doesn't he doesn't, and he doesn't care which McDonald's, if it's 24 hours, mm -hmm. whether... All he knows is that daddy is He's coming been. with McDonald's. Yes, sir. And I've tried that with some of our young ones in church. Tell them, you see me next Sunday, I'll give you something. I'm telling you, the moment, if their parents don't want to come to church that Sunday, they drag their parents to church. Why? Because they are meeting pastor. They believe something, is they are getting something. And we don't... If we, only we could. <laughs> if only we could have that kind of faith. Yeah. But now, most of us, when we are dealing with God, uh, we say, okay, how is he going to do it? <laughs> yes, we yeah. want to know the how. Uh, yeah, and, and God is not a methodist. And why? It's because of our experiences. Yeah. Because we've been so disappointed by, by other of human beings. And, and we, we are yeah. now equaling humans with to God. God. There's a difference. Man may fail you. Man may not honor his word. Now, there are things I want to do for people. But the means to do it is not there. Mm. I, I, I wish I have. And then you will come and say, I'm a man well, now. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm human. <laughs> but, but God is not, God doesn't have that kind of limit. Yes, sir. Yes, Every sir. time God promised something, in, and you can see it, it is already, the seed to do it is already there. Thank you, Jesus. That's the difference between God. That's why the Bible says God is not a man, that he will lie or change what he has said. He himself said in Psalm 89, I will not alter the words I've that I've spoken. His integrity is on the line. Yes. And if we can receive it like that little boy and be full of expectation, expect God to use whatever means to bring it to pass, and we are already, that little boy was already have the McDonald's the moment the daddy said it. So if, the, if for instance, someone is watching us or listening, their health is challenged. Yeah. It's the same principle. It's the same. Having confidence in God, go look, go find the scriptures yes, that sir. He promised you. He that. has spoken in His yeah. in his, the scripture that we have been healed. healed. He sends uh, Psalm one hundred seven twenty. He yeah. sends His word and heals them. So He has done it. He has given us that word. We put confidence in that, and then like that boy with McDonald's, we stand yeah. and expect that yeah. healing to come. In our but the, the daddy may not come at nine o'clock, yeah. just like he said. It could be ten o'clock that yeah. daddy will show, but daddy will surely show will surely with come. McDonald's in his yeah. hands. And it's the same thing with her healing. Yeah. Healing would come perfectly. Yeah. It, it may not be the way that we thought it would come. It may not be the time that we thought it would come, but we stand yeah. on on that yeah. word. I think Gloria Copeland was the one that said, "Healing always come." Mm. But it's not always received because people already gave up. They've, they've given up. They've, they've given up. Mm. But healing, whatever God promised, God always brings it. Delivers. It delivers. Uh, uh, last week we spoke about promises made and promises kept. God is a promise keeper. keeper. Yes. 
And if we need to understand and look at the word of God, now John chapter 1 verse 1 made it clear that God and his word are the same. So whatever the word of God says, we must know that God will never default on it. Amen. But we must make up our mind, I'm going to wait in expectation, not passively, in expectation. Actively. See, expectation is active, uh, out, out, actively looking out. Yes. Like that boy, yes. every time he sees, he, he hears the sound of a car, he's he running to the yes. window. Is every he time ready? he sees the flash, uh, the car headlamp, he says, oh, that's daddy. He's not gonna, until he gets his McDonald's Amen. and enjoy it. Amen. Because Amen. he already received it in spiritual form first, mm -hmm. in his mind. He already uh, has it. He already has that. Those he's just the manifestation. Yeah. <laughs> he has, imagine how he's going to eat them. <laughs> Little children are very, very imaginative. Yes. And yes. that's what Jesus was talking about that we need to see the things of the kingdom from that perspective mm. and expect it, visualize it in your mind. Thank God for it because it will, he said, wait for it. It will surely come. You know, my mind just keeps going to, you know, when uh, there was a certain man among us that said, and I think I, I, I told the church once, I said, go and make a picture. Go online and get a picture mm -hmm. of your PR card. Mm -hmm. Cut it out, yeah. put it on your fridge. Mm -hmm. You know, I think this man went and put it in yeah. his wallet. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know how you have yeah. wallet and yeah. there will be window there that you can see. Yeah. He did it. Yeah. It was only a matter of time. Because every time he opened his wallet, he saw his yeah. PR card. Yeah. And it wasn't as if that card came, but it was only a matter of time. It's the it's card like came. It's real. I, I, wanted, I want to say something to, yeah. to us today. You see, the reason that we don't trust God, like we said, we don't have confidence in God, is because we have been disappointed mm -hmm. too many times by man. Mm -hmm. and, and I know that there's somebody out there yeah. that is thinking, you know what, uh, it's another thing. These people are talking about, you know, another thing. Let me tell you something. Try God. Try God. God will never disappoint yeah. you. That woman could have disappointed you. That man, could, they could have offered you that contract and they withdrew it. You know, it's man. Man can err, but try God. Yeah. Go to God. Go to his word. Claim, look at the promises. Take the promises and challenge God with it and say, God, I put my trust in you. I put my confidence in this word. Show me. The Bible says here, those, those people, they said the, the testimony of, the, of their faith went all, all over the world. the world. That the whole world was commending yeah. their faith. Oh, yeah. Why? Because yeah. that faith worked. Yeah. Your faith could work. Mm. And the Romans were a special group of people. These Roman believers. We are not talking about the Roman uh, people generally. We are talking about those that have received the message. They, these were people that were being fed to lions. Mm. You know, they create, they, they, the emperors, they created all this arena. And they would put, uh, they, because they wanted them to renounce Jesus. They wanted them to pledge allegiance to Caesar and renounce Jesus. And these believers would not do it. And one after the other, they are willing to die. For their faith in Christ. That's, that's what one major reason why it's been spoken about. Mm. That these people, I think it was Nero or one of the emperors that said, what is it with these Christians? Why won't, what is their connection with this Jesus? Why won't they give up on Jesus? Why would they always pick Jesus above him? Mm. 
Because the more they were killing them, the more other people were joining, uh, jumping into the ring. I'm also a believer. Mm -hmm. I'm ready to die for, die for Jesus too. Wow. And that was how, because of that reason, that was how they took over the, uh, that's, well, that's a story for another day. Because they can't stop them. So the, whole, the, 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 the political leaders in Rome then just decided, okay, every Roman citizen is a Christian. <laughs> they just hijacked okay. the church. Mm. That's, why they, that's how they have the Vatican. And yeah, that now. they just hijacked the church. Because these people believe they saw something about God and his word and what Jesus did, and they won't give up. Mm. Even at, the, uh, at, the, at the, the, at the expense of their lives, mm -hmm. they were ready to die for their faith in Christ. Yes. And the reason that they were able to, to get to, their, to that point was because the faith worked for Work. them. Yes. It worked for them. So the testimony... It was not head knowledge. No. It, it was in their heart. It, and it was working faith. Yes. It was a working That's very faith. important. Working faith that was producing. Yes, results. sir. Yes, sir. It says because of the testimony of your faith. The testimony of the confidence that you had, the trust that you have in God that produced for you is spreading throughout the world. So our, when, our question to you tonight is the proof of your faith, that you are a faith woman, faith man, is the result. Yes. Do yes. you have result? If you don't, probably you are not working, you are not exercising faith the right way. Mm -hmm. Because if you are doing it right, there will be result. Testimony. Amen. Amen. And it will be obvious. We can share more, many, many testimonies, both in yeah. ministry and in yeah. personal lives, you know, as how we have been getting results yeah. by faith. Yeah. It is such an awesome mm -hmm. journey. Yeah. It's something that faith we works. want to try. The word yes. of God works. Amen. That's, the main, that's number one thing for tonight. The word works, but you have to work it. The word of God will only produce for those who work the word. Faith works. Faith works. The faith of Christ works. And the apostle tried to use it. Uh, these Roman believers use it. Faith Chapel is using it. You too get on board. Let's take God on account of his word. Let's, let's be expectant. Let's go all the way for the word of God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, yeah, well, we can, that's why I said we can spend one year talking <laughs> about these verses. Now, let's look at the next verse. Verse 9. Verse 9 and verse 10, they are both talking about one, the same thing, prayer. Prayer. They move from faith to prayer. Hmm. So, uh, and I know you are a praying woman. Hmm. You lead us in prayer regularly. Talk to us about prayer. Is that my desire, constant prayer? How do you pray constantly? It what says, is even prayer? Yeah, it says, and God knows that I pray for you continually mm -hmm. and at all times. Mm -hmm. For I serve and worship him with my spirit in the gospel of his son. Now you ask the question, what is prayer? Prayer is basically communicating with God. You know, having an interaction with God by our words. You know, with our words. Praying, talking so to God. So God speaks? Yes, talking oh. and hearing. Oh. Talking to God okay. and hearing from God. Okay. Because many people believe that praying, prayer is you just going bombarding the gates of heaven <laughs> <laughs> with whatever request mm -hmm. we have. Mm -hmm. But prayer is not complete. Communication is not complete until the other person speaks okay. as well. Mm -hmm. So prayer is not complete until you receive back from God. Mm -hmm. So basically prayer is communicating with God and talking to God about something and receiving instructions. Receiving, yeah. 
receiving instruction mm. from God, receiving answers yeah. from God. When, when, you, when we pray to God, God answers us, but for the most part, he gives us instruction on, on what to do regarding that. Because we are here on earth. We are, God is in heaven. He has given the earth to us. It is through our prayers, when we face circumstances and situations, it's through our prayers that we invite him to come here. Because we, he is not actually supposed to be here. Mm -hmm. He has given this place to us. He says, heavens belong to the mm -hmm. Lord. The earth he has given to the Son of Man. So, we have this place. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, the devil is struggling this place with us. Yeah. So, he puts barricades every time we want to get to a, hold, uh, to a place that will be hurdles to go. But we now have to call the, for headquarters. the power. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, we have, so, prayer is inviting headquarters to come and help us out. And when headquarters hears our prayer, headquarters must speak and say, okay, this is what I am going to do. This is what I want you to do in this situation. You see, that is where the, the, these people, now I'm thinking about Ukraine and Russia. <laughs> this is where the landmines are. This is where Putin put this landmine. This is how you need to, that's, that's what God does when we when we talk to him, he talks he back to us. He was intelligent but, uh, overview. Yes, sir. But many times we pray, mm. we don't wait yeah. for heaven to respond. We just, okay. We just bombard. And then we leave. Mm. And then we say we didn't get answer. Mm. But we didn't wait for answer because he said, he said in that verse, he said continually and at all times. He said for I serve and worship. When mm. you are worshiping, you are not, as, you are not asking for anything. You are actually releasing yourself so that you can receive from God. Amen. You know? Now, I, I'm, I'm so glad that you touch up on the aspect of communication. Communication is a two-way traffic. Now, how, with what do we receive answers from God? That's the, that's, I believe that's where a lot of us miss it. God is not a physical being. He's mm -hmm. a spiritual being. Ah. So, and is you may never hear God with these two flaps outside. Now, but your spirit is recreated in the image of Christ. God is spirit. So most of the time, the answer comes to our spirit. Is the Holy Spirit witness to our spirit, bears witness. And then from your spirit, it comes as like an idea to your mind. God can give us vision. God can give us dreams. But the primary way in the New Testament that we hear back from God when we pray is through inner witness. It comes to you and because God speaks. But the answer will come via the spirit. That was why. That's why he said, he said here, I with serve my spirit. and worship with my spirit, spirit. and the gospel yeah. of his son, the, the, good word. News, the word. The word. The spirit and the word. Yes, sir. The Holy Spirit points something out in the word. You take it and look at it. The Holy Spirit minister instruction from that word. And then you go and carry it out. Mm. So it's very important. It's not, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, God now. God can use dreams to speak to you. He can give you open vision. He can bring down uh, animals like he did with Peter. Uh, that's the only, that's the best way God could communicate with Peter to go to Cornelius' house. You know, there was no other way God could have gotten the message. God will use whatever method in it 
to pass the message, but the primary way we have the Spirit of God in us. Our spirit has been created. The, the Holy Spirit is actually in our spirit. Uh, actually, uh, John said somewhere in the scripture, he said, what we have seen, what we have heard, and the, the most excellent one, the word of God. Yeah. The word of God is the most, most. excellent yeah. way that God will speak to yeah. us. Yes, he will speak to us through the spirit, but the spirit would affirm the word of the God. The word of God. And the Jesus made that clear. Said the Holy Spirit, when he comes, he will not speak on his own. Yes, sir. He will receive from me, he will take from me and reveal to you. Mm -hmm. So the Holy Spirit takes the word, Jesus, and reveal it to us. Give us instruction, understanding from it, and we go act on what he has revealed to us. Mm -hmm. And we get the result. Yes. It's very that's why you see every time we keep going back and forth, we always come back to the importance of the word of God. He said here, he said continually and at all times. Yeah. So does that mean that we, we, we just have to be praying every time? Well, you talk to us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, was, I was studying up on a monk, uh, uh, Anthony, uh, the life of Anthony. This was somebody that just cut off all human relations because he wants to be old. And he was one of the greatest monks. He saw all some things in the Bible, and he would go to the mountain and stay there. Was one of the Egyptian monk. I was just studying about his life the other day. Mm -hmm. We can't do that. We are not. We are not called to do that. We we have families, so you just can't go off somewhere and just be praying twenty four hours doing nothing else. Uh, uh, so you explain to us why we can pray constantly without being in the mountain every time. Yeah. Uh, especially because we carry the presence of God inside yeah. of us. We communicate with that him. That is the secret. Very simple. You are doing dishes. You are talking to God. Because it's inside of you. It's not outside anymore. It's inside of me. So I can, it's, it, makes, it's, it makes it easier to communicate yeah. with because it's always right here. Always right here. It's, if you are, If you have a baby, again, you have a baby and you are, you are rocking that baby. That baby is always with you all the time. You get to start talking to that baby mm -hmm. all the time. Whether they understand you or they don't understand you. Because they are very, very close to you. They are very, they are with you all the time. And it's the same thing with this continual prayer. So it doesn't mean that you have to go, you know, and kneel down every time and say, I want to pray to God. Or you go outside and be looking at heaven. No. It means that when you are in the shower, because you carry Jesus, He's you carry God you. inside He has brought you, himself so close. You can speak to him. You are on the toilet, you can speak to him. You are washing dishes, you can talk to him. You are driving, you can talk to him. And that's what it means by continually and at all times. So that doesn't, that negates the, the well, doesn't negate, but it kind of like puts an end to the fact that we have to have some hours of prayers. Yeah, it's good for, to have hours of yeah. prayer, to have uh, uh, stipulated times yeah. that we can have our communion and, or, or devotion and things like that. But at all times, trumps those hours of yes. prayers. And uh, one thing I want to add that to, to the things, the explanation you have made is that uh, there is an attitude of prayer. You know, we read a book years ago, The Practice of the Presence of God mm, by Brother, Brother Lawrence. Lawrence. It's a small book mm. that I want to encourage. Go look for it. This man was not a, he was not a pastor. 
He was just a regular brother. Mm -hmm. uh, I think he worked in the kitchen area. Uh, but he was in constant, constantly dialoguing with God. You can talk to God anywhere because God, you carry God everywhere you go. And create, uh, develop an attitude. Even if it's five, five minutes in every one hour, talk to him. He's in there. Share things with him. Appreciate him. Just praise him. And you will be amazed how God begins to speak to you back. How his presence will begin to change things in your life. You are just, now, one of the, I remember reading about uh, uh, Smith Wigglesworth. Uh, he was a plumber and he went to do uh, repair work for a very rich lady uh, in a house. And he was under the sink, he was working, he was humming, he was very happy. And the, the woman I read was looking at him. Where does he get this joy from? And he asked him. And he said, yeah, he's from the Holy Ghost. He's with me every time. And he talks to him every time. The woman said, I will give anything to have the same joy you have. Hmm. And he led the woman to a prayer of salvation. Amen. Amen. God is with it. Jesus said, there is a friend that sits closer than a brother. That's God. He's there with you. 24-7. And somebody might be asking, yeah, you are saying I should pray at all times. What do I say to God? Do you know yeah. that when you are in the kitchen and you say, ah, Jesus is Lord. You are talking, you are to, talking to Jesus yeah. because Jesus is looking yeah. and saying, yes, yeah. it is by the Holy Spirit you that are you are saying that. You are affirming his Lordship. Amen. Or, or, or just amen. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. means so be it. And you also, are praying. we have the heavenly language. You speak from the scriptures. De Bosha. Yes, sir. Or you can memorize uh, the story of Brother Anthony that I was saying. You know, he's just constantly speak the word of God to himself. Mm. He memorizes it and recites it every time. Mm. Just share the, the, the word of God. There is the spirit of God in it. Yes. And when you are speaking the word, the spirit is there. Mm -hmm. And you are thinking. You see, God has made it simple yes. for us yes. to be in his presence 24-7. It is our mind. It's, it's our now. mind yes. that's uh, giving us issues. Yeah. Because we were brought up to say, okay, you do your quiet time in the morning, one hour. And, and I just the rest of the day. We don't talk to God. We are no longer quiet. And then we are trying to <laughs> fix things. I'm going to an office. I need a contract. I, I need to make some business decision, buy some stocks. And I, the one that knows what's going to happen tomorrow, I'm not talking to him. I spoke to him 30 minutes in the morning, then until the following morning. Yes, yes. In other words, I'm cutting myself short. If I keep talking to him, he will tell me, no, buy this, move this, and do that. Amen. It is well. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> so, prayer, Paul was a praying man. He prayed constantly. Now, the question is, what was he, what was he praying for the church? And then we, we, if we a study of the, epist the epistles of Paul, we can see Ephesians chapter 1, verses 17 to 19, which we always pray every time we have. Ephesians chapter 3, we see from verse 17 to 19, talking, praying about the love of God and revelation of his love. We can see in Colossians chapter 1, we can see in Philippians, it's like Paul... It, 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 God is constantly praying for the church. He carries the body. And he's not praying that God will come and do something for them. He keeps praying that God will open their understanding yes. to see what he has done. Yes, yes, yes. That's not, oh God, oh, come and bless me. No, no, no. 
God, give me understanding to see how, how far and how much I have been blessed. Mm -hmm. Revelation of what has been done. Mm -hmm. Remember we said, re explore the sacrificial death of Christ. Yes, yes. The reason, the why. And when we begin to understand the why or what has happened, it helps, it ignites our faith. Mm -hmm. We know healing is already paid for. Mm -hmm. I'm not begging God to come and heal me. I'm going to get the seed of healing and, and begin to appropriate it and stand on it and confess it and trust God that it's going to show up in my body. That makes a lot of difference in begging and squalling and crying to God and bombarding the gate of heaven. I don't need to stay at the gate anymore. He already said, come boldly to the throne. You don't, why will you stay at the gate when the door is already? <laughs> so two, two assignments we have for, uh, for us oh this, my. this week. Two assignments. I'm fired up. <laughs> I need to calm down. One assignment is... To put our confidence in God. Oh, time is gone. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Put our confidence in God. We teach you only two verses. Yes. And that's why we, we need to stop. <laughs> so the first assignment, look at that issue in your life. Look at that situation and trust God on it. Decide to put your confidence in God on that situation and see how God works. The second assignment is to pray continually. Try it this week. Mm. As you go this week, try to pray continually. When you are in the shower, just say something to God. Especially those showers. When the water, I don't know about the shower. It's like when that water is coming. You just, the Holy it Spirit. makes you spiritual. Exactly. <laughs> so when, when you are there, just make sure that you speak, you know, throughout the day. Say something. Say amen. Say hallelujah. Say glory to God. That's prayer. That's talking, communicating with God. And see how God will talk to you. Amen. I hope you've been blessed tonight. Amen. Glory be to God. We will see you again next week. Next uh, Tuesday, we will continue. Hopefully, we'll be able to go past two verses by the grace of God. And if you can't, we, we, we still have a lot of time. We have a lot of time before Jesus Christ comes. And I pray tonight that the Holy Spirit will minister to you. The Almighty God will answer every one of your heart's desires in the mighty name of Jesus. The grace of God that is abound towards us will come and abound towards you too in the mighty name of Jesus. I declare you blessed. I declare you righteous. I declare you promoted. I declare you lifted. I declare you highly esteemed in the mighty name of Jesus. If there's anyone among us that is sick or watching this broadcast or listening to this podcast, I send the word of God to yes. you and I declare you healed thank you, Jesus. in the mighty name of Amen. Jesus. Father, we thank, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.